got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel.
What's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are going to be breaking down the Bitcoin technicals once again, because as you know, over the last couple of days, there has been quite a bit of bearishness on Bitcoin, but the last 24 hours have brought recovery. Bitcoin has rallied to where it sits now at $43,700. But the question on everyone's mind is, are we right now sitting in what is known as a bull trap? Is Bitcoin simply trying to recover, coming up for air, gasping, hoping that we can get our head above water just to go farther down. We're going to be talking about that in today's video. We're going to be looking at the bullish and the bearish. We're going to be looking at some on-chain metrics. We're going to be looking at a bunch of different news, and we're also going to be drawing some conclusions on where we think Bitcoin is going over the next seven days and over the next six months. We have some great analysis to bring you today, and I am very much looking forward to today's stream. Even before we get started, make sure to smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Crypto Tim, how you doing? What's up, everybody? What's up? I am here. I am ready. I'm sorry you guys don't like the title, some of you in chat, uh, but we got to discuss it. So we do. Here we go. You guys know that we bring you the content. Even if you don't like it, we got to bring you what you need to know. And frankly, the market's not always going to be bullish right now. Doesn't look that bullish. We're going to talk about that in today's show. But we are also joined, as always, by our producer, Smay. How you doing, Smay? Hi, everybody. The Turtle King. Um, Guys, I have... I have something I need to do today. I need to shout out some people. Heck yeah. I need to shout out some members. Let's get some shout outs going. pull up them on my phone real quick. <laughs> While he is doing um, that, guys, never mind, he already did it. You ready? <laughs> we are ready. Thank you, Tom Wilkes, McLovin again, and Neil Milker. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love how my energy's at like level 100 and Smay is just like way down here. It's I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm actually fun. very excited. You don't sound very excited. I am. You get the full spectrum of snakes. You get the full sometimes spectrum. Sometimes you get the low, sometimes you get the high. Tim's the guy that's just kind of there in the middle. I yeah. have had like 17 Red Bulls this morning, and Smay is just over there like, thank you very much to our members. We very much appreciate you. Anyway, I do appreciate you guys. I'm here. I'm happy. We do appreciate our members. Thank you guys very much, everyone who has joined the channel. It really helps to support the channel. And really quickly, before we get started, I want to give a very special shout out to a member of ours who is in the chat. His name is Kelly 
Kellum, formerly known, I believe, as Charismatic here on the channel. And Kelly has been helping us to put together all of our streams over the last month or so. He has been an incredible asset, incredibly helpful for us researching. We were on a Zoom call with him, Tim and I with him, just a few minutes ago. If you guys are interested in seeing a ton of amazing analysis that helps to support our channel, make sure to go and follow him at Kelly Kellum. Is that in the description, Smay? Have we put uh, that in there? We'll make sure to get there. I, I'll uh, get it. I'll put it up as soon as the Can we do that? Over. And Tim, can yeah. you put his handle in the chat real quick? It's yeah. at Kelly Kellum. Make sure to go follow him on Twitter. He's only got like 100 followers. He, I want to get him over 1,000. He's got some amazing stuff over on his Twitter that is going to help you understand how cryptocurrency I want to get him over so 20,000. Sure I want to get him over 20,000 too, but I have a feeling we can get him over 1,000 in like the next couple of days. So make sure to go and follow well, and, him on and Twitter. And the other, the other reason you should do it is, because I, I was just talking to him yesterday because we were talking about this. I was like, are you, are you going to be posting up more? He's, he's going to be posting updates on what is happening from a news standpoint, from a technical standpoint, from a uh, on-chain analysis standpoint. So if you guys want to be up to date on what's happening there, he's a great person to add to your arsenal of making sure you're updating and following whatever he's posting. And I have to correct you there really quickly. You misspelled his handle, Tim. It's Kelly oh Kellum with an A-M. Oh, my god! I put the correct spelling in chat yeah. so you guys can Damn. actually have him. Damn. There we go. Guys, I was we're talking and typing at the same time. That's my fair. brain is only... That's fair. You're so focused. You know? I feel that. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and dive into the bullish. You guys know that we like to look at our bullish technicals first because we're a positive channel. Even on the days where things potentially don't look as bullish as we would like, we try and keep it positive. So we're going to look at our bullish technicals. Then we're going to get to the bearish technicals. Then we're going to draw our conclusions and then we'll let you go. Let's first start out here on the daily chart for Bitcoin. Guys, I am so pumped. I am so excited to look at these technicals. I can't even bear it. Make sure to hit that like button. One of the first things that I want to show you is the fact that there is RSI missing on my chart. Let me get that back up really quickly here. Relative strength index. There is still, and I've mentioned this every single time we've done technical analysis on Bitcoin recently, there is still bullish RSI divergence on the daily chart. Bullish RSI divergence, i.e., that has been in effect for the last two months. What uh, happens when bullish RSI divergence has been in effect for two months? I'll tell you. You're probably going to see a giant rally at some point. Now, I want to be clear here. The short-term technicals are bearish. We're going to talk about that in a second. The long-term technicals remain bullish. There's a big difference there. Sometimes people hear me say something like that, and they're like, what are you talking about? How can you be bearish and bullish at the same time? You can be bearish in the next seven days, but bullish in the next, you know, six months. So it's a little bit like saying, you know, in a war, uh, you're going to lose the battle, but it looks like we're going to win the whole conflict in general. So that's a little bit what we're talking about right now. The next seven days, maybe not that great, but the next six months looking pretty solid. One of the things to talk about here on the daily chart for Bitcoin is the fact that the MACD has reversed and we are starting to see convergence on the daily chart here. This is a very important signal because whenever you see convergence, in this case, bullish convergence on the daily chart MACD for Bitcoin, it does indicate that a bullish cross may be coming relatively soon. We have been in a general downtrend on the MACD ever since the 17th of August. The last time we saw a proper bullish golden cross, excuse me, bullish cross on MACD was the 22nd of July, which if you take a look at the chart, we led, we went into a major uptrend following that. We rallied 64% in 47 days. We have not seen a proper golden, or excuse me, bullish cross on Bitcoin in a while. If we do see that occur, then that would be a good sign. But of course, that has not happened just yet. So we can't put a ton of stock into that. One of the things we can put stock into, however, is the fact that we are currently bouncing off of the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. The last two days, we fell way below the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. 
and we broke really far to the downside. But one of the things we want to point out here is the way that the market reacts to the Bollinger Bands. If you guys don't know, the Bollinger Bands take into account something called standard deviation. If you've ever studied statistics and, uh, statistics and seen a bell curve before, then there are standard deviations. 34% uh, is the first standard deviation away from the center. Then I think it's 95 per, or 87, 95% away from the center is uh, the second standard deviation. Essentially, all the standard deviation talk means is when you're two standard deviations away, you are taking into account 95% of data. What's up, Tim? What I was going to say, though, about this, uh, the Bollinger Bands, we got to stay connected for the rest of the stream because <clears throat> on the surface, it's good news. We got to look at some other things happening on the other charts to fully see the Bollinger Bands. Yes. But Keep going because it is still important. Yes, so this is bullish on the daily chart, but there is more context to this, so Tim makes yeah. a great point. But the point I'm making here with Bollinger Bands is that the way they're formed is we have a 20 simple moving average right here, and essentially what the two bands are are just 95% of price action around the 20 EMA, or the 20 SMA. So what we see happen oftentimes on the bands is that Bitcoin will rally to the outside of the band, to one of the bands, either the high band or the low band, and then it will correct down to the center level, which is the 20 simple moving average. Notice how we did that many times here on the uptrend. Then here we rallied to the band when we were coming up from the bottom. We've done this many times throughout history. We use the band, the middle uh, level, the 20 SMA, as a level of support or resistance. Right now, Bitcoin is attempting a rally. And if it does manage to continue to move to the upside, then we could see it move up to $45,500 and meet this 20 SMA. Or we could trade sideways for the next seven days and meet the 20 SMA like that, but there is a good reason to believe that we may end up moving towards the 20 simple moving average. Now, there are a few other things I want to bring up. Looking on the four hourly chart, Bitcoin still finds itself in a falling wedge. We can take a look at that right here and we will notice that if we draw this on the log chart, then we can see that the market, and I'm going to cut off this last little bit right here just because it's extraneous data. It was very much an extreme and an outlier in the data. We are still in a falling wedge right here. That falling wedge is pretty bullish. Why? Because as we know, wedges typically break in the opposite direction that they are pointing. This is pointing to the downside. So that is a good sign indeed right there. One of the other things to talk about here is the fact that we actually saw a buy signal on Lux Algo, which did not expect that to occur, but it kind of makes sense. If we go in here, I'm going to make sure that we're on 12, which is what I want to be on. Yep, signal sensitivity 12. We had a buy signal on the four hourly chart right here. That's interesting because it's not a strong buy signal. We didn't have a lot of confidence from this buy signal, but Lux Algo is saying, hey, we're going to move to the upside. It has been a good buy signal, but the question that we're going to be talking about in this stream is, is this bounce right here, is this little rally able to be sustained? Because that buy signal might say so, but here's the problem with this, guys. This rally over the last 24 hours, this is the update from what we were talking about yesterday. Yesterday we talked about, hey, we're probably going to have a little bit of a bounce. Now we've seen it. Is this about to curve over and correct and fall, or is Bitcoin going to be able to continue here? Frankly, that's the question that I'm curious about. Is this movement what's known as a bull trap? If you guys don't know what a bull trap is, basically what it is, it's a market that traps the bulls. What do I mean by that? Hey, look, we're going up. Time to buy in. Oh, wait, it wasn't going anywhere and I just got scammed. That's what a bull trap is. And that is what people are saying we might be looking at right here. Now, down on the hourly chart, 
several of you guys in chat even have been talking about how there is an inverse head and shoulders pattern here on the hourly chart. Now, I got to say, guys, that's a pretty in, that's a pretty ugly head and shoulders pattern. But, you know, I got to I, I, I can kind of relate to it. I got kind of an ugly head and shoulders on my body also. But the fact no, of the matter is that don't say that. Oh, come know. on. You're I can pretty. be. I can do self-deprecating humor. No. No, but the inverse head and shoulders pattern here is, I, I got to admit it, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not one to judge, but it's a pretty ugly inverse head and shoulders pattern. Doesn't have a whole lot of bullishness to it, in my opinion, but it is, depending on who you ask, technically an inverse head and shoulders pattern. We would draw the neckline right here, even though it's not really exactly. You would expect there to be a touch right here, but, you know, he's got a little bit of a jacked up shoulder. It might still be accurate. Nevertheless, this does have a price target. And if we look at the price target by extrapolating here, it would be pointing towards $47,000, about for the mid 47s. Tim, really quickly, what is the significance of mid 47? Because we were talking about $47,300 yesterday. What would happen if we were to go to $47,300 as a result of this inverse head and shoulders pattern? And hold it. And hold it. And hold it. That okay, so so we we were assessing this this morning, even with Kelly. You know, there, there's this dynamic almost going on like like tug of war. So those of you who have participated in tug of war, one team can be pulling really really hard and using a lot of energy, while the other team kind of kicks it into gear. You know, they're just like kind of chilling. But if they waste all their energy and they don't really have security, the other team can then take over and pull back. What we talked about, I think yesterday is what we were saying, is the bull's line that they need to get to before they can take a break and know that they're secure is 47,300. Yeah, and I'm showing it on my level, chart right now. Strong, strong level right now of resistance, but if we can turn that resistance, resistance into support, that's like a foothold that they can kind of stop, take their breath, mm -hmm. they don't have to work so hard, but they can still hold the line. If we can't get to that, then the anytime we tire out and the bulls have been working hard yesterday, they worked very hard yesterday, the bears get to take over and start theirs. Now the good news is the bears don't get a break until 35,600. That's, that's very far away. I do not think that they're going to get us all the way down there, but that doesn't mean the bears can't give a good fight while we're sitting here in the middle ground. Yeah, absolutely, guys. We talked about this yesterday, so I'm not going to go into crazy detail on it. But the point here is there's a VPVR maximum sitting at 47,200, 47,300. And also, by the way, there's this downtrending level of resistance here on the Bitcoin chart that you can see right here. This downtrending level of resistance is very similar to that $47,200 level. Want to go ahead and draw a level right here, a line. You can see that there is now what we can tell is a zone of resistance right here. It's really this little triangle zone right here that Bitcoin wants to get above. It wants to get above this downtrend, and then it also wants to get above 47200 This inverse head and shoulders pattern technically has a price target right above it. The question is, can we get up there? Because it's going to be hard to get up there, but if we do manage to follow through on this descending wedge, then there is an argument to be made that we could break to the upside here. That is our saving grace right now. Personally, I think that scenario is unlikely. I don't think we're going to break above that downtrending level of resistance yet. I frankly don't see the bullishness in the sentiment right now, and I frankly don't see the momentum on the charts right now for that to occur unless we start seeing a long squeeze happen or Bitcoin goes into a big rally. Don't get me wrong. We might get to 46,000. I personally don't think that we're going to start breaking above 47.3. What do you think, Tim? No, I don't think so. No, and, and even more, we were talking about this in meeting as well this morning. Now, someone corrected me yesterday. Thank you so much for correcting me. I misunderstood what Plan B's prediction was for September. I thought they said we bought about at 43, and I was like, okay, they were wrong. We obviously went down to 39.5. It turns out their prediction was that we would end September at 43. Which I agree with. That, that looks extremely likely. Yep. Like, that makes a whole lot of sense. 
So that that's why again, if we make forty seven three, then that's not true. We'll actually probably stay above forty seven three. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good point to add in here. Plan B. If you don't know who Plan B is, he's the he's the pseudonymous creator of something called the stock to flow model of Bitcoin. It's an incredibly accurate model of Bitcoin's long term price action, and he's predicting a forty three thousand dollar close to our monthly candlestick. I got to agree with him, guys. I think we're going to see sideways momentum over the next week. I just don't see a lot of bullishness in the market. But we're going to get to all of that in a second. We're going to talk about the bearish. But really quickly, I want to, one, thank everybody who has tuned in this morning. And two, say, if you're enjoying today's stream, make sure to smash that like button. Let's see, how many likes are we at right now? We are at 500 likes and 3,000 people watching. I know we can get to 1,000 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Really quickly, I want to bring up a couple of different bullish charts that have to do with on-chain metrics that I think you guys will find interesting. The first one here is called the Mayor Multiple. I want to go ahead and read really quickly what this is. I'll read directly from their site. Uh, the introduced by Trace Mayer as a way to gauge the current price of Bitcoin against this long-range historical price movements, the 200-day moving average, the Mayer multiple highlights when Bitcoin is overbought or oversold in the context of larger time frames. Okay, cool. So that is very useful. It's also important to note here that as the market becomes larger and less volatile, the peaks are becoming less exaggerated. So keep that in mind. Take a look at our line right here, which is known as the Mayer multiple. You can see up here the 200 daily moving average right there. I'm turning it on and off. You can also see, obviously, the price action in then we have the multiple itself, which is right here. Notice, this looks a little bit like an RSI uh, oscillator. It is a multiple or an indicator or a chart formation or whatever you want to call it, where it will rally very high and then it will move very far to the downside. So it is a form of an oscillator if you want to look at it that way. It's not quite an oscillator, but it can be read similarly to one. Take a look at this number here. You can see we rallied all the way up on the Mayer multiple to nearly three back in, what would that be, January, February of this year when we hit $42,000. And we also pulled all the way down to 0.789 below the one level, which is kind of that center level. And ever since then, we've rallied a little bit, but right now the mayor multiple is sitting at 0.886. Notice the last couple of times that we saw the multiple pull all the way to the downside. And I don't have all the time in the world to go through exactly how this is calculated. I just want to show you some historical analysis on it. One time back in 2014, at the end of 2014, we dropped down to 0.4. Bull market ensued. One time back in 2018, we dropped down to 0.5. Bull market ensued. One time back in 2020, we dropped down to 0.56. Bull market ensued. Just a few months ago, we dropped down to 0.667. And remember what the market, uh, remember what the description said earlier. As the market becomes less volatile, the highs and the lows become less and less extreme. So we're not going to necessarily see, you know, 13 show up up here or 0.2 show up as we did in 2010 because the market is becoming less volatile. So keep that in mind. We just saw a major low on the mayor multiple. Look at the last three times that that happened. One was in the beginning of 2020. One was in the middle of 2019, or excuse me, the very end of 2018. And then another one was here right around the beginning of 2015. The last three times we saw that occur, we saw a bull market, the smallest of which was a 600% run. What does this mean? It means according to this on-chain metric, and it is just one of many data points, we should be expecting a pretty large rally in the next couple of months. And in fact, if we take a look here at something else on the same chart, by the way, this is called charts.wubull.com. You can find some of these charts over here. There's another ratio called the MVR. RV ratio. This one's a little bit more complicated. I'll read directly from their about page here. The MVRV ratio 
was created by these two fine gentlemen, hot on the heels of the invention of Realize Capital by Coinmetrics team over at the Coinmetrics team. Realize Cap is an alternative to market cap as measured by network valuation. Rather than the last traded price and multiplying by coins in circulation as seen in market cap, Realize Cap approximates the value paid for all coins in existence by summing the market value of coins at the time they were last moved on the blockchain. So essentially, it's a way of figuring out what is the cryptocurrency worth, not by the current price times the current circulating supply, but by the price that the coins were last traded at times the last circulating supply. So it's a little bit more accurate of a way of figuring out what the market's really worth, and it's generally going to give you a smaller number. Nevertheless, that's a little bit of background to how this on-chain is calculated. If we take a look here, we can read it somewhat similarly to the mayor multiple that we just looked at. We see that there was a major drop right around the same time on the MVRV, led to the big rally that we saw that happened moving through June 2019. Same thing happened here in March of 2020, had a big rally. Right now, or in fact, just two months ago, we had a pretty major drop down to about 1.5 on the MVRV ratio. Last time we saw that occur, last time we were sitting around these ratios, we went into a big uptrend. So, wanted to bring you some of those on-chain metrics. You might find them useful and there are other charts here on Wooble that you guys can uh, get access to and tell a uh, drop a one in chat if you'd like to see some more of these on-chain metrics I love doing on-chain analysis essentially what we're getting at here guys and I want to draw this little miniature conclusion and we'll talk more about this at the end of the stream the short-term technicals are not very bullish there's not much to say that there's going to be a bullish next week however Based on these on-chain metrics, based on the adoption, based on other things that we're going to talk about a little bit later on in this stream, the future for Bitcoin is incredibly bright. And I say this now because whenever I talk about a market moving to the downside, I always get people in the comments saying, FUD, 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 he's trying to crash the market. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to make sure you are as informed as possible so you don't get blindsided. I would much rather be the bad guy and inform you, hey, a dump might be coming than for a dump to be coming. It comes, you get knocked out of a long trade, and then you didn't know because you were listening to me and I didn't tell you because I wanted to retain my own popularity. That is my worst nightmare. Even if it makes me unpopular, I want to tell you what you need to know. So what you need to know is this. I personally think there's a 70% chance we're going to drop in the next seven days or trade sideways, but more than likely, I think we're going to have some movement between 42,000 and 44,000, but the long term is incredibly, incredibly bullish. Tim, what are some of your closing thoughts on the bullish case? Or Bitcoin. Again, we'll we'll kind of wrap this up in a pretty bow at the end of the stream, but long term, very bullish. And the and the truth is, it's rallying right now. We're at forty four thousand yep. one hundred. We're gonna talk about some bearish stuff because there is bearish news. I will say this: if if we see this price in the next little bit go above forty four three, I think is the number that we're really looking at. Even if we can touch forty five, hey, you know what? That probably is gonna cancel out a lot of the bearish technicals, which don't get me wrong, I would be very excited about, it, except for the fact that Smay would probably win the Hoddle Trophy. Hmm. That's a different argument though. As a Bitcoin holder, I would love to see the price go up. But that doesn't mean just because we see the price rallying right now that we can just be, oh, okay, we're done. Like we're, we have nowhere to go but up. Like no. There's still that tug of war concept I was just talking about. Like, bulls are pulling right now, but but they have a long way to go before they can really rest. So bulls, if you want to win this, keep working hard. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, let's go ahead and read a couple of super chats. Tim, you got us. We yeah, also look, have two we have new a members. Couple people, I think. Yeah, we have two new members, so I want to make sure I, I get them down. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so uh, probably be able to read all of these because there's not too much. First of all, I do want to welcome. Gosh, his name is hidden. 
Well, why is his name hidden? I can't record it. We had a new one. Somebody joined the Jedi Youngling, but it didn't record his name. Oh, no. Gosh darn it. Who was that? I know Christopher McFarlane just did. I will make sure we go back and we will find the new person and we will shout them out because we do want the to. New member? Yeah, the new yeah, member? Yeah, the new member. There was one it, that joined right when we started. name for some reason. It didn't record uh, their name. Oh, no, like when I copied and pasted, it didn't record the name. We do have a donation from Servant. I, hold on. I will find that name. Yeah, find that name. Smay's on it. We have a donation from Servant OTMHG. That's not a word. So thank you so much for your donation. Eric Little said, I love making money off of crypto as much as anyone. But how do we get people as excited about the principles of crypto as they are about the financial potential? It's a great question. Here's how you do that. You got to link them. So let me put it this way. I hate getting up at 5 a.m. I absolutely hate getting up at 5 a.m. You know, I want to be that guy who's like, yeah, I get to beat the sun up and, you know, go and brag about it everywhere. I hate getting up early. I'll get out of bed and I'll get right back in bed. You know how I get myself to get out of bed in the morning sometimes? Like, I get out of bed in the morning because I obviously love what I do. But, like, more practically, how I actually get myself to get out of bed early, you know how I do that? I link what I want to what I I need. I want to be an incredibly successful entrepreneur who revolutionizes education and finance. I want to be somebody who goes out and makes a massive impact on a massive number of people. But what I need to do is I need to get out of bed at five in the morning so I can get everything I need to get done done before I go into work. So what I do is I link what I want with what I need. I don't want to get out of bed in the morning, but I do know that if I want to get what I want, then I need to get out of bed early. So I link those two. That's what you have to do when you're explaining this. You got to say, hey, you want to make a bunch of money in cryptocurrency. Great. Sorry, but you got to spend 10 hours over here learning the principles or it's just not going to work. You got to figure out a way to link those two. So uh, Servant uh, OMG just clarified, he it's Servant of the Most High God. So that's what that... That's that the oh, letters stand for. There so, you go. Great to know. I you know. Cool. Um, all right. So uh, let's move on. Uh, let's see. Okay, he donated again. So serving the Most High God said Jeb is the big old bear slap showing on the rounding top on the daily. There is a rounding top showing up on the daily chart. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday, and we'll go into a little bit more detail on that here in a few minutes. Okay. No, we had, we had a donation, so I'm not going to read it from Evans Masa, Masadu. I don't know. It's it's a shill, but he did donate, so I want to shout him out. Uh, thank you so much, well, thank you. Evans. Uh, Crypto Lifer said, hope all is well. Love y'all. Hey, Crypto Lifer. Yay. Good to see you, buddy. Hello. Yep. Welcome to our chat. Thank you, buddy. Go subscribe to Crypto Lifer if you guys haven't already. Uh, Gap, uh, I don't know. It's Gabriel. Gabriel Gabriel. I think it's Gabriel. Probably Gabriel. I think it's Gabriel Villas. I think the 128. Yeah, it is, because I remember this was a, the picture, at least, was a guy. Uh, I think the 128 day SMA is the support for this bull run. If we break below that, I'll start to get nervous. We need to turn the 200 into support. Yes, you're absolutely right. We definitely do. And it's a little bit touch and go right now. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Eric Liddell said, continue. So this is on his last question. If people were more excited about the principles of crypto than the profit, it would go a long way to strengthen their hands. Totally agree with you, Eric. That's why we come here every single day to teach you guys those things. Yeah, let me make sure. We just had... Um, there's there's a comment here from uh, CR said the fans want a crypto Jeb Twitter account. Jeb, you want to just tell them about your Twitter account? I guess I I it exists. I, I hate guys. to be the one to break it to you, but we have a Twitter account and we've got twenty thousand followers over there. So go and join us over on Twitter at Crypto Jeb. I post over there daily, so got a lot of cool stuff going on over there. And by the way, make sure to follow Kelly Kellum. I will go ahead and post how that's spelled in the chat because he is the one who helps put this show together and he's awesome. So make sure to follow him. He's got some great stuff on his Twitter as well. Uh, last two comments. One from Caius444 said, if it traces to 37,000 area, when should we expect this? That would probably, oh 
gosh, that I wouldn't foresee that happening this week. But next week, if we haven't recovered all the way back up to like 47, then yeah, there is a good reason to believe that it, we may go there. That is for sure still in the camp of if not necessarily when. Yeah, agreed. It doesn't mean the like like I would have said last week likeliness low. Now I'm like, man. Eh. It's not necessarily like 70%, but it's like there's a decent chance. Yeah, there's a decent chance. Kelly Kellum Kelly, uh, said, best thing about on-chain is that it's a leading indicator. Yep. Charts give historical action and patterns to predict short-term price action, and oscillators like RSI, uh, stocks, etc. are Stokes. lagging indicators. Stokes. Oh, Stochastic and Stochastic RSI. Guys, he is absolutely right. Like I said, shout out to Kelly. This entire show is brought to you every single day by Kelly Kellum, so make sure to go follow him on Boom. Twitter. I want him to get to 1,000 followers in the next like a couple 20, of days. So I'm going to keep, no, I want him to get to 20K, but we got to be realistic here. I think we can get him to a thousand followers like in 48 hours. He's got a hundred right now. So go follow him. You will not be sorry because he has got a lot of great stuff over there. Sure. With uh, that said, yeah, let's jump right back into well, it. Let's go ahead and jump right back into our technicals because now, unfortunately, we have to look at the bearish technicals. Dun, dun, dun. I know you guys are not necessarily excited for that, but it is very important that you get both sides of the story so that you know what's going on. I would rather you not be blindsided. I'd rather you listen to this and know what's going on rather than not know what's going on and then get surprised. You know, that's how I like to think about it anyway. Right now, Bitcoin has a very comfortable zone between 40 and $44,000. What do I mean by that? Well, as we talked about yesterday, so I'll be brief in this as not to repeat myself. There is a major mountain of VPVR resistance above us and a smaller but definitely significant mountain of support on VPVR beneath us. The valley that Bitcoin finds itself sitting in is right, is right between forty dollars and $44,000. In fact, Bitcoin has arguably already gotten over the first hump, which is 43600 That's a good sign, and I'm happy about that, but it still has to get above $47,300 before I'm going to be bullish on it in any way, shape, or form. One of the other things to talk about here is that there is a major, and I do mean major, level trend line more accurately that was formed just a few months ago based on this high right here on the 26th of May, based on this high right here on the 15th of June, and based on this high right here on the 31st of July 2021. We broke bearish below that. I was hoping four or five days ago when we came down here and tested this that we would hold it. Unfortunately, we did not do that. We had one, two, three tests on this. You guys know from the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, which you can find a link to down below, that if you've tested a level of support more than three times, you're starting to get pretty likely you're going to break it and that's what occurred we are currently trying to break above this level could be a bullish thing i want to wait and see over the next couple of days what plays out here if we don't break above that and we do end up using that as resistance that's a pretty bad sign and we should be expecting bitcoin to go back down to 40k if we don't manage to hold above where we are right now around 44,000. if we start breaking back below that and we get resistance at 44 then we should be looking for more movement to the downside now, another thing to look at here is down on the four hourly chart. I want to bring up the volume. Take a look at this. We, guys, this is not great. Look at this. We saw a massive drop here starting on September the 19th, and a bunch of volume was behind that drop, which basically meant that there was confidence in that drop. Let me just go ahead and break up the market right here. Let me put a center line right here. This is the center. This is everything before this was downtrend. Everything after this is uptrend, right? You see that. Here's the problem. Take a look at what the volume was doing. Let me bring that back up. Take a look at what the volume was doing before this line. 
it was increasing, right? Take a look at what the volume has been doing ever since this line. It's been decreasing. That's not great because essentially what that means is that the volume was on the side of the bears and it's not on the side of the bulls. That's where the title of this entire stream comes from, where I'm talking about, hey, is there a bull trap coming in? Because this little rally that we've seen from thirty-eight or from $40,000 all the way up to our local high that we set last night at 44 and a half, frankly, looks like a gigantic bull trap. Now, I will point out that there are people that are arguing that right now it looks like we are building what's known as a cup and handle formation. It looks like we're doing something called a bump and run as well. I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail on those, but the cup and handle formation could play out if we break this downtrend right here. And the bump and run formation looks very similar to a, camp, to a cup and handle formation. And if we break above this downtrend, essentially, if we break above $44,500 or $45,000 for simplicity, then that's great. But same thing I was talking about a second ago. If we don't manage to hold $44,000, $45,000 and we start breaking to the downside, that's a very bad sign. And it does mean that this turned out to be a, bear, a bull trap. I'm going to delete everything off my chart really quickly and run over that really quickly again. Here's the thing. There's this longer term uptrend. I want to make this very simple because it's very important. There's this longer term uptrend that Bitcoin is currently attempting to get back up above. I explained where that comes from a second ago. There's also this downtrending level of resistance right here on the four hourly chart. If Bitcoin gets above this, then we've gone through a cup and handle formation and we should be expecting a price target, which we can draw like this, of up to $48,000. We talked about how the inverse head and shoulders pattern says that as well. The problem is, I frankly don't see, based on the volume, a reason to believe that we are going to break that. There is what is known as the convergence of resistance sitting between forty-four dollars and $45,000. So in short, we need to get above forty-four, forty-five. dollars If we don't, that's a very bad sign. Why? Because we had a lot of bullish technicals and chart formations, like the head and shoulder, the inverse head and shoulders pattern, like the bump and run formation, like the cup and handle formation, saying, hey, we can go to 48. If those all get rejected, then the bulls just got slapped again, and then we're probably going to reverse and pull to the downside. So be looking at that 44 to $45,000 region. One of the other things we talked about down here on the one hourly chart is that there is what's known as bullish and bearish RSI divergence going on right now. Now, I want to show this. We had bullish RSI divergence, and we do have bullish RSI divergence showing up right here on the one hourly chart. Look at this. We saw this. There's an uptrending level of support on the RSI right here on the price action and a downtrending level of support right here on the RSI. Tim, where can people find the other uh, bearish RSI divergence that we were looking at? Because there is quite a bit of it. Well, so so here's the thing. This is, again, that number 47,000, especially 47,300, is really key because, just so you guys know, yesterday we did actually, through bullish momentum, outplay some bearish RSI divergence. I'm going to look at my notes real quick to make sure I talk about which one it was there. Yeah, on the four hourly chart, the bullish movement actually canceled out bearish RSI divergence there. But what we see here on the hourly chart is we yesterday, I actually pointed this out, we see both bullish and bearish. The question was, which would play out first? We just watched the bullish RSI divergence play out. And, and you know, maybe it's not done yet. I, I think it is. But it would have to go all the way back up to 47,300 to cancel out the bearish RSI divergence that it is forming. And the dates of that, if you guys want to look at the chart, and Jeb, I'm assuming you're on the chart, mm -hmm. uh, we would have to outperform what we hit as a top on the 19th of September. And I see it says there about four o'clock in the morning. Uh, you'll see that level is sitting at 47,700 actually 
versus right now what we have on the local top back this morning at two o'clock at forty four thousand one ninety one. Uh, we would have to raise this price all the way back up there. That would go above. That would, we'd be breaking bullish out of the uh, falling wedge, which is a sign. But I do not foresee that happening. Yep. So we saw the bullish play out. It's the bear's turn. That's that's how those things happen. I wasn't 100% certain yesterday which would happen first. It turns out it was bullish, but now it's the bear's turn. Yeah, and one of my final points on this, guys, is take a look here at the Bollinger Bands. They are constricting quite a bit here on the one hourly chart and also on the four hourly chart. What does that mean? Well, remember, there is a concept in technical analysis called market cycles. What's a market cycle? Simply, it's something that happens in a cyclical nature on a market. Duh, that's what it's called. But an example is a bull market transitions into a bear market, which transitions into a bull market. You never go from a bull market into a bull market because... There, there's no transition. It just stays as a bull market, right? There's a cycle. Things are cyclical. Markets are cyclical. The Bollinger Bands are the same way. They have a cyclical nature. They go from very high volatility to very low volatility. Right now, we are moving into a period of very low volatility, which means what's next? Say it with me. High volatility. It's going to come at some point. That volatility, based on everything that I'm seeing, looks like it's going to move to the downside. Now, we might be completely wrong here, guys. We might be 100% wrong. Maybe Bitcoin does move to the upside. Here's the deal. I think that there's a 70% chance, and I think Tim agrees with this. I'd love to hear your take, Tim. I think there's a 70% chance that we're not going to get above $45,000, and we're going to pull to the downside. There's a 30% chance we do move to the upside. Remember, the reason I give you percentages is because there's no such thing as a guarantee in fundamentals, in technicals, in on-chain, in polling, in anything. There's only a few things that are guaranteed, death and taxes. You've heard that before. You can't guarantee what the market's going to do. Anybody who says this is what the market's gonna, this is what the market's gonna do, and I know for a fact that that's what's gonna happen, is scamming you. Full stop. Nobody knows for certain what's going to happen. What I can tell you is this: what's likely is that Bitcoin is going to reverse and Bitcoin is going to pull back from $45,000 and the charts are saying that. And by the way, the sentiment says that too. The on-chain says that too. And by the way, also the news says that. So if you're one of the people out there that says, ah, the charts are out the window, it doesn't matter. It's not just the charts saying that right now, guys. The rest of the cryptocurrency market says, hey, the rest of this week probably isn't going to be that bullish. Remember though, the future for Bitcoin is incredibly bullish. And I want to read you one more bearish thing that happened today. This is a bit of news for you. Unfortunately, Bitcoin.org, one of the most trafficked cryptocurrency websites, had itself scammed. And Namecheap, their domain provider, actually had to take them down. Take a look at this screenshot. The Bitcoin Foundation is giving back to the community. We want to support our users who has helped us along. Send us Bitcoin and it'll be doubled in return to the sender. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because I want to go on a little bit of a, a, a scam tirade, and this ties back into the bearish camp. <sighs> There are many people that will try and scam you in the cryptocurrency market, and a lot of them have been coming out of the woodwork lately. And unfortunately, that is always an underlying bearish thing for the cryptocurrency market because it always is getting people to be leaving the cryptocurrency market. It is always getting the noobs to leave the cryptocurrency market. And you know what we need for the cryptocurrency market to grow? We need more noobs and we need more institutions. Why? Because they're the ones that bring us money so the value can go up. When the market is boring and the noobs are like, ah, why would I be here? And they're consistently getting scammed, they're leaving. They're going to go do something more interesting, like playing Fortnite. They're not going to stay, you know, and that's what we're seeing happen right now. Bitcoin.org, of all places, just got hacked and started scamming people. Now, Bitcoin.org, obviously, or I hope, didn't do it, but it looks like they got hacked and um, infiltrated, and that started happening. So the unfortunate thing here is this. As Bitcoin has very boring price action, 
we're moving to the downside. Why? Because boredom is the worst thing that can happen for a bull market. It is the worst thing that can happen for a bull market because people invest when they're interested. They want to see massive profits. They don't want to hear about, oh, well, while it's pulling back, this is a great time to invest in your education. That's not a very sexy message, even though it's an incredibly important one. People head for the hills and then they come back when we're already at the all-time high and they're like, oh, well, I should have bought in when it was low. Well, it's low right now. So my takeaway from this is this. Right now, the community is not terribly excited about Bitcoin and crypto. The core audience, the people who are watching this right now and us, we're incredibly excited about it. But a lot of the people that have been here for two weeks, they're leaving. It's not a great thing for the short-term technicals. The long-term technicals are incredibly bullish. Why? Because the foundation is growing in a very big way. The number of people that have crypto as a part of their daily life is exploding. And we have a lot of reason to believe that. Short-term, the next seven days don't look great. Tim, what's your outlook on the next seven days, buddy? No, I mean, so we... we it actually didn't change since yesterday. I still think that it's short-term bearish, long-term bullish. The reason for that, again, has a lot to do with the volume metric we see on the chart. Knowing how whales and manipulators like to see things play out, they like to see these shakeouts happen with very little volume, especially at the bottoms. What did we just see? We saw the bottom have a very high volume, and as we go back up, the volume tapered off. That to me is not a sign of the of the whales, the institutions being ready to resume a run. One thing I will say about the boringness of the market, it is not good necessarily if we're sitting at a peak for it to be boring. It's very good for us to be sitting at a, a middle ground bore, uh, bottom to see it be boring because that's when the, the, the whales, the institutions, and you guys will hear me say it, maybe I should get a t-shirt that says the composite man. And I'll, I'll you should, that'd be merch I'd buy. The composite man, Want, does not want everyone to agree with him. The composite man does not want the retail investors to think the way he thinks. So actually, when we're sitting at the bottom of our levels and it's getting a little boring, that's the perfect time for the composite man. What I don't like is when we're sitting at the top of our levels and it's boring, because what that means is the, the whales think, all right, the supply is not wasted. We can lower that down, we can accumulate more, and then we can go. But when we're sitting at the bottom of these levels and then it's boring, boom, though, like Jeb just said, the good news is, is you guys watching this, you're not the normal retail investor. And that's the whole point. We do not want to operate like normal retail investors. We want to be smart. We want to be decisive. Let everybody else get bored and say, oh, I don't want to touch Bitcoin. Let's keep thinking the way the whales think. And the way the whales think is when we're hitting at the bottoms of our levels and it's boring, that is a perfect time to buy, which is why I believe the other day, if you bought, great, because I think that level is close to the bottom. It's just not the last time we're getting down there during this little trend. Yeah. It's going to go back down. Mm -hmm. Let's watch that volume. Let's watch the other technicals. There's still so much bullish momentum moving on the broad. When you when you zoom out, there's still b bullish sentiment happening. It's just the short time frame. It's just yeah. the within the next couple of hours slash next couple of days. That's where it's a little bearish. So keep watching and wait for the right opportunity the same way the whales and the institutions are. If you can think like that and you can be patient and you can deny those gut, you know, that feeling of like, oh, I don't want to miss out or, oh, I don't want to get in and then get screwed over. If you can just stop and try to put yourself in their shoes, that's when you'll be successful. Yeah. And guys, look, I hope I'm wrong. I, I really yeah. do. If I'm wrong on this, great. Like, fantastic. But here's the thing. We do a lot of research before we go into these shows. Like, there's like, collectively between myself and Tim and Kelly, who's now helping, make sure to follow him on Twitter. He has doubled his follower count from 103 this morning to 215. I want him at 300 by the end of the day, at least. I mean, I know we can do that. I just put his handle in the chat. 
We do a lot of research on these shows. There's like four hours of, of research at least that goes into every single one of these shows. We know what we're talking about, guys. I've been doing technical analysis for four years. Tim's been doing it every single day a lot for the last year. He's got a lot of guidance. He's grown very quickly. And Kelly's been doing this for a very long time. We, do, we know what we're talking about. We put a lot of research into this, and we don't tell you something if we don't think it's going to happen and we don't have a good reason to believe it. There is a good reason to believe right now the market goes to the downside. But here, let me, give, let me in 60 seconds tell you why this is a good thing and why you should be excited. When I got into cryptocurrency, I got in on July, 20, uh, July 31st, 2017. You've heard this story many times if you've been on the channel. Six months, Bitcoin was in a bull market. It exploded. You know what sucks is when you've been in the market for six months and you have no idea what you're doing and you're watching massive gains. When I got into cryptocurrency, hear me here, we were at $3,000. Within 21 days, we were at $5,000. I had no idea what I was doing, so I missed out on a 60-70% gain. I was a broke, poor kid, and I very much would have liked to make the most of that rally. You know what happened in the next six months? We rallied from $3,000 to $20,000, and I couldn't do nothing about it because I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to trade crypto. I didn't know how to make. I didn't know how to do any of this. And then the best thing that ever happened to me happened in 2018. Bitcoin went into a giant bear market and it got really boring. And you know what happened during 2018 is I made content every single day. I learned every single day. 2019 came around. I'd been practiced. I knew what I was doing. I'd been defeated for a year because the market was crashing and I learned. And when this bull market came, I made millions because I knew how to take advantage of it because I had to go through that year of pain. They say every overnight success story is preceded by 10 years of restless nights that no one sees. That's what I went through, and it sucks. 2018 was incredibly boring, and it was one of the hardest years of my life. It was also one of the best, most preparatory, most rewarding years of my life because while crypto was boring, I was sharpening the sword, so the meme says, and I'm very thankful that I did that. So when Bitcoin's boring like this or when Bitcoin's going down, and no, I don't think we're in a bear market. No, I don't think we're going to be going into a giant correction over the next three months. You're going to be glad that happened to you, and you're going to be glad you're here because those who stand the test of time are the ones that will make the most money here in the cryptocurrency markets. With that said, let's go ahead and read a couple of Super Chats, Tim. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we got one from Rick4962, Yard Dog. Yard Dog. Thanks for your time. I left you guys an email. Sweet. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Matt C. said, the people behind the scenes at CryptoJeb have been doing an amazing job improving the channel. Here is a little lunch money for the team. Aww. That's absolutely true. Thank I you, mean, Matt C. We need to actually at some point show everybody. Like, we the, need to get everybody The team off. that yeah. is growing behind us and, and the devotion they're doing, they're giving every single day to improving this stream, yeah. to improving the information. Here's the other thing. I mean, even that We've that got like sentiment. 15 people working with us right now. <laughs> The, the, I want to I re-echo and emphasize what Jeb said. Listen, guys, no one is rooting for the price of Bitcoin to go up more than us. Mm -hmm. We do not benefit from it going down. But what we do is we want to build a community with you guys to help you set yourself up for success. For us... To, to be successful as a company is to watch all of you guys be successful. Heck yeah. So that is why we're not going to tell you something bullish when we think it's bearish. Even if we're wrong, if we think that there's bearish sentiment, we are going to be honest with you guys and tell you what we think because we want to lead you the best way we can. Now, this is not all doom and gloom. We're going to see bullish movement very, very soon. Just maybe not all of today, tomorrow, and this weekend. Yep. Stay with us. If we're wrong, we will be the first to admit it, yep. and we will be very happy about it. Yes. Because we want to see you guys be successful. Absolutely. Crypto Vet gave uh, $20 saying, good morning, crew. Man, we got to get him on. We, we do need to get Crypto Vet on. Uh, 
CryptoVet, send us an email, please. We need to, yeah, do that. We need to get you on the show. Uh, Liberty Above All said, too many events have made manipulation easy for institutions. EIP 1559, Alonzo, China yeah. FUD, SEC, etc. The longer artificial suppression continues, the faster it's going to jump when it when it jumps. Accumulate. I, I agree. Yeah. Like a, like a suppressive spring. It's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, look, guys, and I want to be very clear on this. Sure, the next few weeks don't look, the next week doesn't look very bullish, but right now there's a spring coiling. That there's a spring coiling. There's a lot of excitement in the market that's boiling that is not showing itself up in short-term sentiment. Because in the same way technicals can be very short-term, bullish, long-term, the sentiment right now is very much ah, the next week's gonna be boring. But the sentiment is also like, oh my gosh, look at all this institutional adoption. We got a great thing coming. The spring is coiling. And it's going to explode at some point. And the market's going to rally very quickly. And I still think we're going to 100K in the next six months. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to happen in the next seven days. <laughs> All right. We got one from Ewan Heinmeister. Heinmeier. Heinmeier. There's no S in there. Uh, Heinmeier. That is not bearish RSI divergence. So here, his opinion. That is not bearish divergence. RSI is going up from oversold while price is going down and lagging bullish indicator. Love y'all's content. Well, thank you very which much. Chart he's talking about because I think the according to the notes, look at so much. It's the hourly chart. I'm I'm looking just to it's make the sure. hourly chart. Man, I I just disagree. It's it's bearish RSI divergence. The price is going up, but it's it's we have some lagging RSI divergence. Like I said, we had both bullish and bearish. So if that's what he's saying, he's absolutely right. We just if you look at the price action, we played out the bullish part of it. Now there's the bearish. We we still got to reap the consequences of the price action we've done over the last couple of weeks, uh, and and that's bearish. Yeah. Uh, Do you have a uh, Greg super chat on there? He said he put a super chat. I didn't Greg see did. it, but there might have been a signal. No, where Greg it did snuck put a in. super chat. He donated five dollars and he said double mo- double. Ent- energy drinks for Smay is what he said. So shout out to Greg. By the way, Greg is another person that works here behind the scenes. Really quickly, guys, I want to go ahead and plug something. And that is the webinar that we're going to be doing on September the 29th. You can find links for that down below. And here's why you should join that. I am going to be giving you guys a teaching of which charts you should use. So I'm going to be looking at, hey, should we be looking at the hourly chart? Should we be looking at the four hourly chart, the daily chart? You know, we look at those three charts mainly here on the channel. I'm going to be breaking down why those are so important. I'm also going to be breaking down the difference between the log chart and the linear chart. If you don't know what that is, they're two different types of charts and they'll completely screw you over if you don't know what they are and one technical analyst is looking at the log and you're looking at the linear it's an important distinction we're going to go over what that means i'm also going to be talking about should we be looking at the line chart the candlestick chart the Heikinashi chart there's a bunch of different charts that we want to be looking at so i'm going to make sure you guys know how to go ahead and look at your charts and we're also going to be doing live q a for the second half of that webinar well i'll answer any questions that you guys have we'll get to have a lot of great conversations so make sure to check that out in the link in the description box down below tim i want to read you a quote mm. From Michael Hsu, who is the acting comptroller of the currency, one of the most important regulators in the United States of America. He says this, those in traditional finance may laugh at this, but crypto slash DeFi is able to pose a threat to the status quo because many people feel ignored, taken for granted, or exploited by banks. I'd say that the same people that are working in the traditional finance markets are looking at crypto in the same way that horse and carriage companies were looking at the automobile in the late 20th, in the late 19th century. My question to you is, are we seeing a populist uprising in the long term right now against the status quo that are traditional banks? What are we seeing happen in cryptocurrency on the long term? Because obviously we're talking about short-term bearishness. But let's take a step back and look at what the next 10 years look like. Is this some kind of populist rise against the banks that don't have our best interests at heart? Here's the thing. Uh, This is – I think we had like a little debate about this the other day, like a week ago or something. 
that what you just talked about is why I think whatever our thoughts are about when crypto actually will become mainstream and become world currency, speed it up. And the reason why is even last night, you know, I had a, I had a small group meet at my house. You know, I have a, a little micro church that comes over, and and we were um, there are some new people, and they were, and we were telling them about what we do. You know, Sme and I, and. And we got their take. And, and he was kind of like, oh, you know, I've heard about it. You know, um, I know a little bit about it. You know, my, I had friends that got involved in Dogecoin and made some money. And I, as long as we have people that don't know crypto, there's still a very, very, very great opportunity to make a lot of money. In. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. The only people who don't have that revolt mentality or that like, man, like I, I'm I'm tired of being cheated over by the banks in the current financial system is because they don't know that there's actually an answer. To them, the best opportunity is the way, like they just gotten used to it. Like the banks screw me over, the government screws me over. It's all I got, it's the best thing I got. When they wake up to what cryptocurrency is actually going to do for us, what blockchain technology is gonna do, not just for the financial world, but for pretty much almost every spectrum of how we operate, that is when there is going to be an outcry. When people see hope on the horizon and they see something better than what they currently are in and they realize I am not getting everything out of my financial situation that I could, that's when we're gonna see it almost flip like overnight. We're watching it happen in these other countries. Uh, I can't wait for people in America to wake up and not just respond to whatever the news channel says, which is being paid by the banks and the centralized systems. When they wake up and they realize and they see the, the magnitude of what crypto will bring us, it's going to be a very fast moving flip from bank centralized centralized banking world to a uh, decentralized world. I love what Handyman TN, I'm assuming that means Tennessee, said. Uh, I'm uh, in a super chat. He said, I'm only here for the liberty. The money is a side note. I want to reiterate just how important what's going on in cryptocurrency is. Yes, guys, look, the price action is incredibly interesting. And I love trying to figure out, hey, what's Bitcoin going to do next? It's like betting on horse races, guys. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world is to look at charts. But the long term is so much more tantalizing because the long term on Bitcoin looks incredible. Here's the deal. It's very hard to see the forest for the trees in crypto because the market moves so quickly. There's so much going on in the news cycle. Two weeks ago feels like ancient history. What I need you guys to understand is that the people that become successful in cryptocurrency, the people that become successful in life, in entrepreneurship, and I know a thing or two about entrepreneurship at this point. I don't know everything. I'm not the most experienced business owner in the world, but we do have a team of 10 people and we have like five contractors that help us run this this show behind the scenes. I know a little bit about business and I can tell you one thing. The people that delay gratification and they look to the long term and they say, what can I do today that might be boring now, might be boring for the next seven days, but nevertheless is going to build habits and successful ways of operating in my life. They are the ones that become very successful in the long term. And I encourage you to be doing the same thing. Tune into this show every single day. Tune into other shows every single day. Do your technical analysis every single day. Remember this. You win on the hard days and you win on the boring days. Anybody can get fired up when things are super exciting. Anybody can get fired up when things are 
really easy and the numbers are coming in and we're winning. The people that really win in the long term are the ones that show up to the gym at four o'clock in the morning like Tim does. The people that succeed are the ones that show up at seven o'clock in the morning and get to work like Shannon, our chief marketing officer, does. The people that succeed are the ones that work when it's hard and when it's boring. So if you want to be successful in cryptocurrency, stop this mentality of thinking, hey, I'm going to tune in whenever it's interesting and then I'm just going to kick it. And then when it gets boring, I'm just going to tune out. And I'll come back next week when it's interesting. You're not going anywhere. I'm sorry. You got to invest in yourself. And I know you can because I've seen so many people become so incredibly successful in crypto. I know you have it in you. If you believe for a second that you don't have what it takes to become successful in crypto, you're wrong. And I'm glad you're wrong because the fact that you're wrong about the thought, oh, I can't do this. This is too hard. Or, oh, I can't do this. This is too boring. I'm glad that you're wrong because the fact that you're wrong means that you have potential. It means that you have the ability to make yourself something in crypto the same way that I did and Tim is doing and Smay is doing and Kelly's doing and everybody else in this chat is doing. You have potential and purpose here and you can make something for yourself. You just got to work when it's hard and when it's boring. Work and invest in yourself and you'll be glad you did. With that said, Tim, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats. Yeah, we got a couple more, and then we should be good. Uh, we have a donation from Matt. Not going to read it, but thank you so much, Matt, for your donation. C. Harris said, what crypto would you drop $500 on right now? That's a great question. Probably Solana, because I don't have enough Solana. And we're going to be doing a video this afternoon on Solana, so make sure to tune in for that. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it is hard. I haven't done TA on Solana here in a second, so that that is a very tempting, the very very tempting coin to choose. Honestly, I this is such a boring answer. It's not really boring, but uh, Cardano I don't think has scratched the surface of what we really think it's going to be doing. Mm. Uh, I I think Cardano, but again, I'm not the most informed. I need to I would need to look more at Solana before I could say with uh, certainty. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Well, Smay, how about you? Yeah, what Smay, would you, what would you invest 500 bucks in? Because you have $500 Five, invest, right? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, that was mean, Tam. That was not mean. That was he so literally mean. just invested the other day. That was so mean. That was he really mean. did. He just laughed at him for not Stop. having 500 bucks to invest. I, wasn't la I was laughing at him. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty rough. But, that was pretty mean. Uh, can, can, can the re to, so $500 to invest in what coin? Yeah, what coin would you pick? I would actually, okay. Uh, Tim, Tim doesn't like that I say this, but if I had $500 right now to invest, I'd put it in uh, XRP. No, I'm not mad. I understand no, no, that. We had I this conversation. I'm not mad that you invest in XRP. I'm not mad about anything. No, I don't, I don't think, think you're mad. I think it's I don't just think you don't you're think you're right in thinking that it's going to. So, so like, I was having a conversation with Smay where he said last night, he's like, oh, I think it's going to 9x in like the next couple of months. I'm like, I no, think it's going to go. Like no, listen, 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 listen. I think there's a possibility. And I said possibility. I didn't. I, but here's my belief. I actually think it'll go to nine dollars once ev the whole market Hot starts takes. moving. And if they win, and I said if they win their their case, right, their yep. SEC case. Because what I think is going to happen is it's going to bounce back to where it's previous, like where it should be evaluated at. And then people are going to get really excited. And as other things get pumped. Uh, because everyone's, you know, 100,000 into yeah. the year, whatever, I think it's going to follow and it's going to be a good 9x to well, get in on That's now. something that I'm not going to go into why I disagree with that right now because it's going to take me too long. Yeah, uh, well, anyways, that was just my answer, okay? So it doesn't matter. I do like XRP, yeah, well, just not to that level. Well, according to Tim, you don't have 500 bucks anyway. So. Yeah, I, I, that's, <laughs> that's actually, that I don't. Not I don't have $500. What that was. <laughs> All right, I want to be like you guys, says Crypto Mailman. I want to be like you guys. I never forget the video Jeb made asking what, make, what wakes you up in the morning. Yep. From day one, I will up. There you go, man. That's exactly right. Essentially, what I was talking about in that is if you don't know why you get out of bed in the morning, you need to find that out. 
Mm. Uh, we got one, David Mastro. Gosh, Mastro. Giacomo. Uh, you know, we're going with Tim it. and his pronunciation. Game. CD2A student since February been dollar cost averaging every week since. Some weeks are better than others. Invest. Good. You know what's funny? I actually vividly remember David. I, I actually helped sign him get signed up. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that was, that was he was one of the first people because I used to help a lot with getting people signed up for the course, and he was one of the first people I actually helped doing that. So yep. good to good to see him still hanging out in there the There you community. go. Uh, Eric Liddell said, We are seeing a populist rise. Unfortunately, the populist is undereducated. Banks will take advantage of this. I i.e. laws allowing banks to be custodians. That's why we're trying to educate you guys on crypto. So smash that subscribe button. Yes, I think that is it. I, I, cool. I, mean, I was looking at the thing well, for a while, but I think we're good. Well, let's go ahead and move into price predictions. We, as you guys know, set our price predictions for the week on uh, Tuesday, and then we think, uh, and then we try to figure out where we're going to go on Friday. So, Tim, where are we? Well, I mean, the truth is we're sitting in a great spot for Smay to win. Although, I think... Cardano-wise, Jeb is done lead. I'll read the price yes. predictions, and then we'll kind of break it down. But Bitcoin, I, in the lowest, saying it was going to be 42500 I still like that prediction. By tomorrow at 9.30. Smay is the highest at 43800 and Jeb is sandwiched right in the middle at 42600 We'll see. Uh, there's a chance that Jeb could win, because um, I do think the 42.5 level is actually pretty significant. We could go back and just touch that, but I think I think there's a good chance we still go a little lower. But if we stay where we are currently, Smay would be in the lead, and he would win Bitcoin. On wow. Ethereum, I'm the lowest, saying 2,900. I still like that prediction. I think the market's going to move in the same way. Uh, Smay is the highest at 3,075, and Jeb is sandwiched in the middle at 3,050. 3, Always in the middle. We'll see. You know, at the moment, again, Smay would, let me make sure, yeah, Smay would definitely be winning that, but we're waiting till pretty much 24 hours from now, so we'll hug tight. The last one, Cardano, I said 205. Smay is the highest at 235. Jeb said 217. It's currently sitting at 224, which I think puts it in the boat of Jeb. Yes, it's like seven away from Jeb and 10 away from, uh, like 11 away from Smay. So Jeb, if that ended today, would be the winner, but again, we got 24 hours. We got 24 hours. Well, guys, if you enjoyed over. today's show, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the fastest growing analysis channel here on YouTube for cryptocurrencies. We're trying to bring you holistic content where we're looking at the bullish and the bearish so that you guys get the full picture. We don't want to be overly biased and like try and tell you what you want to know or just try and clickbait you. We want to tell you really and truly, well and truly, what you need to know so you can become successful and reach financial freedom here in these cryptocurrency markets because I believe that's what's important is you guys being able to provide for yourself and your families. That's why we're here. If you want to be a part of that mission, hit that subscribe button. And by the way, if you haven't already followed us on our social medias, make sure to check us out. We're at Crypto Jeb and make sure to follow at Kelly Kellum, K-E-L-L-Y-K-E-L-L-A-M over on Twitter. He is helping to research and plan these shows now. He's a great analyst and he's got a lot of cool stuff over on his Twitter. Make sure to check him out. Also, make sure to check out our links down below. We're sponsored by a few things, our very own CT2A, Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, where you can learn everything you need to know about TA and Luxalgo, one of our favorite indicators here in the crypto space. That's all I got for you today, guys. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling.